coming up. They went there, they found a new bed at the home that they were staying in that she actually leased, Tran leased. They also found bedding that matched that same hummingbird and flower print that she was wrapped in. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. On August 20th, residents of a neighborhood in Sebastian County, Arkansas, were surprised to see police searching the home of one of their neighbors. Who would have never thought any of this, period. I mean, it was people with guns. The detectives were lined up here. They were taping off cars. Tow trucks were pulling in, pulling cars away. And I'm like, why is this guy in trouble? Like, he seemed like a quiet dude. This search came 10 days after a body was found in an abandoned driveway along a highway in a neighboring county wrapped in a comforter. We're learning new information this afternoon from Arkansas State Police after a woman's body was found on the side of the road just south of I-40 this morning in Franklin County. State Police now saying the victim was a homicide victim. Micah Wilson has been covering this case for KFSM in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Micah, first off, thanks for being here with me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, Micah, last month, KFSM first reported that a body had been found on the side of the highway in Franklin County, Arkansas. Tell us about that discovery. So on August 10th, we honestly weren't giving much information. We heard that the Franklin County Sheriff's Office discovered a body off of, I believe, Highway 86, um, which is south of our Interstate 40. um, in kind of the rural, more rural part of our viewing area of Franklin County. Um, didn't know much about it, but they did say they turned it over to Arkansas State Police to investigate exactly what happened, how the body got there, and to um, help identify the woman and her cause of death. All right, we're following breaking news for you on this afternoon. I'm Ruben Diaz. A body was found on the side of the road just south of Interstate 40 this morning. Take a look at this right here. This is the Franklin County Sheriff's Office telling us that this is the area where the body was found. The map gives you an idea. There you see Ozark kind of penciled in on the map. It gives you an idea of where we're talking about. County Sheriff's Office tells us that, tells Five News that drivers saw the body on the side of the highway. Arkansas State Police have then been called to take over the investigation here. You can see it's just south of I-40, north of Altus, and northeast of Ozark. We are told that ASP actually had to shut down a section of the interstate ramp to work on the scene. But I Drive Arkansas shows that that area has now been cleared. So far, the name of the victim has not been released. It's about a week and a half later then that this woman is identified as 53-year-old Tanya Tram Tran. What were you able to learn at that point about Tanya Tran and, and about how she died? So at that point, um, it was... The August 21st, whenever we found out her identity, we just knew that she died and we learned her age. It wasn't until three, four days later until we actually found out how she died and who they believe killed her. Take us through that. At what point did you learn that there'd been an arrest? So Wednesday, August 24th is when we actually found out the arrest and how she was identified. Um, And it was through an affidavit, which basically explained everything that happened. So in that affidavit, it tells us that August 20th, which is a Saturday, is when they actually did a search warrant on the home that Tran and Maurice Richardson, who police say was her boyfriend, uh, they did a search warrant in their home. The interesting thing about that is they found out that Tran moved from California to Fort Smith to move in with Richardson. Uh, Richardson is 60 years old. Um, Don't have too much background on where he's from, but that's 
kind of how they, they've um, came together in a sort. Maurice Richardson being the man who's been charged in this case, what has Richardson been charged with? So charged with murder for for killing her. And they said that he had some previous charges, which include um, prostitution as well as having a firearm as a felon. So that's some some prior knowledge and background on that. Um, with this murder charge, he is facing a $500,000 bond cash only for allegedly killing Tran. The suspect is 60-year-old Maurice Richardson of Fort Smith, who police say is her boyfriend. He now faces a first-degree murder charge. I know there's still a lot we don't know in this case, but there are a few other details from that arrest affidavit I wanted to ask you about. One is how investigators were actually able to make that identification that this woman was Tanya Tran. Can you walk through that? So yeah, according to the affidavit, it says that her body was so battered and it looked like it was sexually assaulted and possibly even dragged out her own minivan that they ultimately found out how to identify her through the serial number of a breast implant. The affidavit also gives some detail on that search of Tran and Richardson's home on August 20th, so 10 days after her body was discovered. What all did investigators find when they went into the home that day? So it's interesting. I want to go back a bit. When her body was found off the highway, she was actually wrapped in a comforter that had a hummingbird and flower print on it. Um, So whenever they executed the search warrant, they went there. They found a new bed at the home that they were staying in that she actually leased, Tran leased. They also found bedding that matched that same hummingbird and flower print that she was wrapped in. Also while there, they met Richardson and they said he was with another um, Asian woman. And when talking with, when speaking with her, she said that she was planning to get married with Richardson, who she only knew for a total of three days. Investigators also found Tran's minivan was still at the property. You touched on this briefly, but can you walk through what they found when they searched that minivan? So yeah, when they were searching that minivan, they found out, one, that the minivan had a California tag, so they believe it was Tran's, but they found that the blood that was uh, near the minivan, it was in such a pattern that it seemed like she was dragged out of that van. So at some point throughout their investigation, police also discovered that Richardson had been doing some work on another residence in the same neighborhood. What did they find when they searched that other property? So not too far from this original um, location that they did the search warrant on, they found a bloody mattress as well as citizenship paperwork for Tran, as well as a bag of Tran's clothing in that new place that he was expected to move into. So there was a bloody mattress in this other property and a brand new mattress in the residence that Tanya Tran and Maurice Richardson had been living in? Yeah, yeah. You've been out to the neighborhood where they were living. How are neighbors reacting to all of this? So neighbors, of course, they're shocked just because it happened at their neighborhood. It happened in their neighborhood. Um, they, they tell me that their kids are out here, that they're playing. And so they're shocked just to have someone who possibly committed this or allegedly committed this is living with them. They're shocked about that. But I also spoke with neighbors who say... He was always sort of off. He wouldn't make direct eye contact with anyone. He stayed to himself. Everyone else would say hi in the neighborhood. He wouldn't say a thing, and he would mostly be out at 
nighttime hours is what they told me. Just every neighbor here always says good morning, good afternoon. This neighbor was off. It's wild <laughs> to think that, you know, if, if the wrong thing could have happened, you know, that could have been like any one of us. So the question now as we wait to see this case be adjudicated is what a motive might be here. Have there been any hints as to what motive prosecutors might allege in any of the court documents that have been released? As of now, not to my knowledge, they are still investigating this case. I mean, they have a lot of information to work with. Um, they're still trying to yeah, piece things together and figure figure it all out. What other pieces of evidence are investigators working with or trying to track down as they continue their investigation? Yeah, so the affidavit actually says that that comforter that that we were talking about is being sent to the crime laboratory, the state crime lab, to search for any DNA evidence such as fingerprints on it to see if that officially matches Richardson. And they're also trying to get a hold of cell phones and a search warrant for cell phones just to see if there's any messages or anything in that that would help them um, find maybe possibly a motive in this case. Our thanks to Michael Wilson with KFSM in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And thanks as always to you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. We're here every day of the week with a new one, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to or following the show wherever it is you're listening right now. If you're looking for something else to listen to, check out Vault Studio's newest podcast. It's called Intent, the Tex MacGyver case. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.